Today I'm going to be speaking on prayer, and I want to speak on four types of prayer, and just be very practical. And I'm not going to talk about the theology of prayer or or any of the particular problems, just to, to be very practical. And then at the end, we're actually going to put some of the things into practice. So I've got four, my outline is these four kinds, and I'm kind of, I like color coding things. So I've got four colors. So the first is regular times of prayer, which I've got was blue. And then the second is special intense prayers where you'll focus on issue. So obviously red for that because it's like an alert. And then short prayers during the day um, when you're requesting or giving thanks that are linked to events during the day. And that would be green. And I see my gold hasn't shown up very well there, but number four on my screen is gold. And that's background conversations with God where you're just conscious of his presence. And for each one of these, uh, I'd like to to talk about uh, an illustration of the life of Jesus and then some Ill- other illustration, maybe from my life or some, some other stories. And then we're going to put it into practice. And then next week, I want to deal with questions like, um, why does God not seem to be hearing me? Or things like that that come out of prayer and problems in prayer. Uh, so uh, the other thing I want to say is because prayer is a relationship with God, I want to um, to talk about in, in any in any um, each of these four kinds of prayer, how it might be analogous to something in a, any human relationship. So first of all, regular times of prayer. One of the best known examples of prayer is what we call the Lord's Prayer. And the, in, in Matthew chapter 6, the disciples asked Jesus how to pray. So this would be a specific prayer time where you're, you're coming to God and you're bringing a whole lot of things to him. So here we go. When you pray, do not babble repetitiously like the Gentiles, because they think that by their many words they'll be heard. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So pray this way. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive our debts as we ourselves have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And then Jesus adds to the end of that, for if you forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And I'll come back to that in just one moment. So what kind of things are covered in this prayer? The answer is everything. This is like, this is a broad prayer that just covers lots and lots of different things. Um, can you, um, e- like even I'm going to say that uh, the bit on the end is actually about salvation and what he's saying. You can pray this prayer even if you're not a true believer. And actually this prayer, the Lord's prayer can be how you, how you're saved, how you get saved because the statement, um, 
forgive my sins, and in, in Luke it's translated trespasses or sins, here it's translated debts, it's, uh, which is just a metaphor for sin. So forgive my sin, and I'm willing to forgive other people who've sinned against me. That, that is like a prayer of salvation. So this prayer can be, this Lord's Prayer can be a prayer that brings you into salvation. Um, so clearly this is a very brief summary. Uh, all of the stories of Jesus' life are brief summaries. If we had all of everything that happened word by word in Jesus' life, of course, we couldn't have written it down. It would be massive. So this is very, very much summarized. Jesus isn't telling us that when you pray, it should be 15 seconds maximum. That's not what he's saying. This is a summary. Um, so, but nevertheless, uh, it's, de- it's, uh, it's quite broad. So, let me ask you, if you were praying this prayer, what kind of things would you like to add? How, what other categories would you like to add to it? Let's throw it open. Generally in the same kind of thing, but what other specific things? Yes? A proof that to others that God's life and that he can heal in his life. Okay, so, so uh, you're... you're the way that you're able to witness to others through your life. Yeah, that's good. What else? What other needs might you mention? Hmm? You want a job. Yes, okay. Need for a job. What else? Um, yeah? How the doctors know you had a problem... And then how can you know you think God can? Okay, so so um, health issues. Let's just be very broad here. Health issues would be another one that are not mentioned in their prayer. Financial issues are not mentioned in this prayer. It's the only really practical need, he says, is give us today our daily bread. So that's like a shorthand for all the practical things. You know, accommodation, all the things that, that we need as practical things. And so uh, if you look at the categories in this prayer, there each one of them could be expanded in many ways. And you'll notice that it actually starts off by actually um, praying that God's name will be honored and actually um, uh, declaring who God is. So God is our Father, may his name be honored, and then praying for the kingdom to come. May um, God's kingdom be expanded on this earth. And it goes into more personal things, and then it ends, yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. So again, it's blessing God. So... Uh, this is a very, very much a summary prayer. Um, so let me just talk to you about my own personal experiences. What I do is I have a number of things I try and pray for every day, and I have a list. I write them down. There's nothing unspiritual about having a list. And um, I, I work through my list as I'm praying. And also at our home group on Tuesdays, we have a list of things to pray for. And so what I try and do then is to... Um, do this usually in conjunction with my Bible reading. And so generally speaking, this would be once a day and that I would have this, this time of prayer that's a regular time with God. Sometimes there are prayers that come out of my Bible reading. I might notice something and think I should pray about that. And so uh, this kind of prayer then is something you decide you're going to do. Okay, I'm going to have a time of prayer now, and I'm going to pray these things. It's not coming out of issues of life. It's something you're going to engage with on a regular basis. So in in our human life, 
we have things analogous to that. So with Anne, we talk all the time during the, the day, you know, we're saying hello and we, you know, talking over different things we're doing. But, but sometimes, often during meals, we actually have a much more focused, uh, like regular time where we can talk to each other. And it's the same with your friends. You might say, oh, let's hang out sometime. Why don't we go and grab a coffee and we can hang out. And that's more of a time when you're regularly supporting the friendship by an intentional time. So I want to challenge you to, to make sure that you do that. Um, it's, it's hard. We've all got busy schedules. I'm sure there's, there's virtually nobody here who wouldn't say they have a busy schedule. Um, uh, so I want to challenge you to, to try and make sure you fit into your schedule a time when you talk to God, just like in a human relationship, you would have a time when you would hang out with, with a person. Because that's what makes your relationship. Having a regular time where you do, it's not, it's not about something specific. It's not because there's an emergency you've got to pray. It's just spending time with him. Um, so one of the questions that comes up at this point is, well, how long should I spend? Well, I want to say, I would say a minimum of four hours. No, is that too long? Okay. <laughs> apparently, apparently Martin Luther used to spend three hours in prayer. He'd get up early in the morning and spend three hours in prayer. But, um, uh, so what I would say, I wouldn't give any time specification, but I would say this, that for me personally, the problem is getting started. Once I actually get started, I don't have any trouble keeping going because, you know, there's things to pray for and, and, but it's actually just having the discipline to get started and say, I'm going to pray now and, where and and it's good to have a particular time of day that you do it. I don't know whether you're a lark or an owl. Um, a larks are up early in the morning, and I'm not a lark. So if I was to do this early in the morning, I would just fall asleep. So some people are more awake late at night, some better in the middle of the day. But you find what time suits you. But to maintain a relationship with God, this first type of prayer is, I would say really important to do that so so let's look at uh, my my summary there regular times of prayer so now i want to move over to uh, special intense prayers that are focused on an issue and there's a really really good example from jesus life when he's in the garden of gethsemane when he's about to die and he's a very focused prayer and so let's read it luke 22 verse 40 when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. And he went away from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And in his anguish, he poured more earnestly and his sweat was like Drops of blood falling to the ground. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, exhausted from grief. So he said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you will not fall into temptation. So here it's very, very focused prayer. Um, he's going to the cross. He's, he's praying, Lord, if there's any other way, could it be the other way? But I, I assume there's not. And just this, this intensity in prayer. And you know, if there's a crisis in your life, it's all you can think about, isn't it? You've been in that situation, um, when you hear some news and it just like it's consuming you. And this is the reaction to just bring it to God an intense prayer. Um, and, uh, uh, we often read verses in Jesus' life that are like this. So, 
um, Mark chapter 135, rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. Now, we don't know actually whether that was intense prayer about an issue or it was his regular time of prayer because with Jesus, all his life was pretty intense. So it was, we don't know which of that was, but there's another time, Mark 6, 46, after he'd taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. Um, so there were, there were times when Jesus went a distance away. It's interesting, um, he didn't go far away in um, verse 41 there. He went about a stone's throw. Actually, I looked up a stone's throw. This apparently is the first reference ever in literature to a stone's throw. Uh, it, it all came from this reference, and um, uh, it's like um, uh, maybe about, depending on how good your throw is, maybe about 10 to 30 meters, something like that. But it's a kind of a, a ready reference that it's not very far away. Probably um, the longest would be to the other end of the room there. So if he's praying fervently, they could probably hear him praying at that time. And I'm guessing that he's so consumed with he's got to pray that he actually doesn't go that far away because he's just so desperate to pray, he goes and prays. Whereas the other times, he's going out to a desolate place, going to the mountain, he's spending going a lot further. So one would guess that it's not so urgent and he can take some time to go there. And um, so this that was probably more like his regular daily time of prayer. Um, there's another good example of intense prayer, which is before Pentecost, um, and then before the Spirit came at Pentecost. And then again in Acts 4, there was similar kind of prayer when people call it the second Pentecost, when there was again a pouring out of the Spirit. When they heard this, they raised their voices to God with one mind. So this is when persecution started in Jerusalem. And said, Master of all, you who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything that is in them. And we'll skip to 29. Now, Lord, pay attention to their threats. Grant your servants to speak your message with great courage while you extend your hand to heal and to bring about miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God courageously. So this is, this is a time of intense prayer. And you can probably think of times in your life where you've had this kind of thing. Um, it's interesting. I was looking at some notes I'd, I'd made and, um, almost exactly 10 years ago, my son Luke took his driving test, his, his G2. And, um, He's not here, so I can just don't tell him I told you this story. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not about, it's about me, not about him. So we went to um, the driving center up on Lawrence, and I drove him there. And while he was out doing the test, <laughs> I was praying. And at that time, we hadn't we hadn't started the church yet. We were we were gathering, but we were we were meeting on Sunday mornings in Oakville. And I really needed him to be able to drive because we needed, we needed the capacity of, of more than one vehicle. And I was giving God all of these reasons why Luke needed to pass his driving test. And I love you for your, for sake of the church he needs to. And I was, and I realized afterwards I kind of got into my mind that God wasn't going to cause him to pass it. And I was going to make sure it wasn't my fault for not praying enough. <laughs> So I was loading up on God all of these reasons. Now, it's not bad to give God reasons because some of the most powerful prayers in scriptures 
are ones where there are reasons given to God. So Moses, uh, when he's praying on the mountain that God doesn't destroy the nation of Israel, he says, God, what will the other nations say if you've destroyed them? And they will say he brought them out of captivity and he didn't have enough strength to take them into the promised land. What will they say about you, God? And you can look at some of the great prayers of scripture and very often they give God reasons. But I was giving God all kinds of reasons why Luke had to pass his test. And then he came back and he passed. It was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. So I guess not much faith there. But nevertheless, that was, that was like my, my urgency and what was on my mind. And, and, um, uh, uh, about 18 months ago, um, my mother was diagnosed with lung cancer, very, very, uh, severe lung cancer. And, you know, we really prayed about that. And it turned out it was a misdiagnosis. She didn't have lung cancer at all. And that was a, a great relief. But, you know, when somebody you know has you discover is sick or there's a crisis in their lives, then all you can do is think about it and pray. And you can probably, um, you can probably, um, think about that and think of his examples. Now, sometimes they, they are not such major issues. They're just like little things, but nevertheless, we, we need, we focus on them. So I promised, um, Brayden that I would give him a book today that I said I was going to give him and I put it out. And when I went to take it and put it in my bag for church, it wasn't there. And I was really annoyed about this, but I thought, God, you know where it is. And I started praying and I couldn't find it. And I prayed again. And then I sat down at my desk and I prayed and I thought, well, maybe it's in the other room. And I got up to go to the other room and on the way, and I just saw it underneath. So I put something down on top of it. So here it is, Braden. Okay. Does somebody want to give, could you just give this to, there we go. There you go. Then I've delivered it and the prayer is answered. <laughs> Because the other prayer, of course, is that I'd forget to give it to him. So I thought if I put it in my sermon notes, then I'm going to remember to give it to him. So anyway, um, so that's an example of a little thing that's, that's a kind of, but it's a specific prayer that comes out of that issue. It doesn't wait till our daily time of prayer. It comes out of that specific issue. Um, and you can, um, you can think of, human parallels in our lives. You know, you've got a specific thing you need to talk about to somebody. Sometimes it's like, it's a major thing. you like, we have to talk. And you think, oh dear, what's coming up here? Or something, it's just, it's just uh, you know, we need to work this out. So Anne and I need to sit down and work out when we're taking vacation this summer. We've got to have that kind of intense discussion that's very focused, well, not intense, but it's very focused on one issue, and we have to make that decision. So, uh, can anybody, just I'll just throw it out for questions, can anybody give me examples of things that they might have that fit into this category? I like very single focus prayer. Yes. This might not make sense. Pray that God has to heal. Okay, all right. Okay. What, what else do we have? Yeah. Um, I pray every day, but I, it's like a mantra almost. I pray that God will not let you fall. Not let you fall. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. Other things. Anybody want to? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Prayer to pass a specific exam. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. To get a job. Yes. Or you're going for an interview and prayer for that interview, or you've had the interview and that you've received the call. Yeah. Okay, so I think we all know what we're talking about because for sometimes for some of us, this is the only time we pray. It's 
you know, when, we, when we've got an emergency. Yes. So, yeah. So the first, that's a very good point, because the first kind of prayer that we looked at here, um, which is, um, which is uh, regular times of prayer, you can look in the Lord's Prayer, and there's praise in that. So that would be praising God, and it would be um, thanking God for the things he's done for us. All of those things would be things that we would do. And we might do that in the more urgent time as well, but that's not what triggered the prayer. It's come out of a particular issue. But, yeah. It seems to me that the prayer that you're asking about to help you is very different than honoring God and praising God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and in Greek, there are actually several words for prayer, and one of them is specifically requesting from God. Um, and some of it is more worshipping God in prayer. So that... Well, and it has a, it's got all the facets in there, because it's got the requests in there. It's got a prayer for forgiveness. It's got the... With the blessing God, and it's got the thanking God, and it's got the prayer for the kingdom. So it's got a little bit of everything in that prayer. So that as a, as a pan for us. So, um, so uh, that's that's uh, intense prayer. And now we're going to come up to the third type, which is short prayers linked to events during the day. And this might be something which is actually. Um, I'm distinguishing from the other one because it's not a, a, a long, it's not a really focused prayer. It's very, very quick, very, very fast. And I'm going to give you this example, which will illustrate what I mean by this. Um, Nehemiah chapter two. So Nehemiah is one of the Israelites who's been taken into captivity into Babylon. And he has got a job as what's called the king's cupbearer. Now, the cupbearer for the king would bring the wine to the king, and he would taste it first. Do you know why he would taste it first? Yes, it wasn't to make sure it wasn't off. It was to make sure it wasn't poisoned. So if he dropped down, then the king wouldn't drink it. So, But it was a very trusted position, So, and he would spend a lot of time in the king's company. And the other issue was that it was a crime, it was a capital offense to be sad in the company of the, the world, the emperor of the world. Um, you could be put to death for doing that. So, uh, Nehemiah 2, the king said to me, why do you appear to be depressed when you aren't sick? What can this be other than sadness of heart? This made me very fearful. As, as it would. So, so then he says, I replied, he's honest. He says, I replied to the king, O king, live forever, which was the formal way of greeting them. Why would I not appear dejected when the city with, with, this is Jerusalem, with the graves of my ancestors lies desolate and its gates destroyed by fire? The king responded, what is it that you're seeking? What are you asking for? So here, here is a big, what's he going to ask for? Is he going to ask him for the big ask? Like, could please, could you undo it? What's he going to do? So he says, then I quickly prayed to the God of heaven. So how long do you think that prayer lasted? Yes, probably like a second max. 
because he, he's, it's in the middle of it. Like he can't wait too long before he answers. So like a one second prayer. And it probably was like one word, help me, something like that. And then he actually prays, um, would you be able to provide the resources for rebuilding Jerusalem? And the king says, yeah, no problem. How long is it going to take? How many soldiers do you want? How much money do you need? Gives him a massive amount of uh, endowment, sends him off, and they rebuild Jerusalem. Extraordinary answer to prayer. So one of the shortest prayers in scripture gets one of the most amazingly massive answers. Um, and so this is, uh, this is something then that comes out of this immediate Event. A couple of examples from Jesus' life. Um, Matthew 19, 13. Then the children were brought to him that he may lay his hands on them and pray. So obviously it's just a very, very brief prayer as he prays for the children. Uh, Luke 22, 19. He took bread and when he'd given thanks, he broke it. So that's very short. Now I'll come on. I'm actually going to put that in another category in, in um, but uh, I'm going to, no, 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 sorry. No, that's, that's, that's where I'm putting it. Um, this is, um, this is a prayer that comes out of something in our lives. And so uh, when we give thanks for food, as we're going to be doing later, we're, giving, we're just weaving the prayer into our lives. It's part of how we live our lives, and it's coming out of that event that, that fits in with our lives. And um, so um, a couple of weeks ago, on the highway, I was driving along, and I was in the middle lane. I was about to switch the outer lane, and I put my indicators on. Just turning, and I looked out of the window, and there was a car passing me. Lord, thank you that I that I looked. And so you're that kind of flowing out of some event that happens in your life. Um, so can you have any any suggestions of the kind of things that might have these very, very quick prayers in your life? Okay, yeah, not be late for where you're going. It's not necessarily some massive thing in your life, but it's um, something that's, that's quick and it fits in with the flow of your day. When you come to God, look, should you thank him for something first? Is what you're saying. So, we've got some more cards. Everyone got a card? Everyone got a card and a pen? All right. Okay. So what I would say is this, that uh, it's the same way with a friend. If you feel you have to thank a friend before you ask them for anything, then you probably don't have a good relationship with them. But nevertheless, if you never thank them, you probably don't have a good relationship with them. So I would say we should thank God all the time, but we shouldn't feel that somehow we have to butter him up with some thanks before he's willing to answer us. Um, if we, we're praying out of a, a good, re- but you know, you might feel before you come. It's a matter of how you feel with it. There's not, not a rule in this. You might feel that you want to express your thanks first, but I don't think that God is going to count it against you and say, "She didn't say thanks first. I'm not answering that prayer." I don't think he, because he knows your heart. Does that make sense? Exactly. Absolutely. You're having a conversation with somebody, and you're not sure. What do I say now? And your prayer is literally, what do I say now? It's, that's part of the way you're engaging with God. So just some personal experiences. Um, so um, I work at a, a, a accounting firm on Wednesdays, and the guy who, the, who um, owns the company is often on the phone 
to um, to clients, and I can tell it's a very difficult phone call from the uh, from the words of I can hear one side of it, and they might be telling the guy he's going to get two million dollars less than he thought he was going to get, something like that, you know. And and I'm praying for him as he do that. I'm Lord, help him and bless him as he makes that call to the to the person. Um, um, sometimes, like you say, I, I have an opportunity to witness to somebody, to talk to somebody about God, or and I'm just praying, God, give me an opportunity. Or it's not, it's just a normal conversation. I'm thinking, Lord, how can I bring something in about my relationship with you into this conversation? Um, uh, sometimes uh, it's uh, not a spiritual thing at all. It's a technical work problem. Maybe like so... I was re- when I was renovating our house, I was doing a lot of wiring, and I was having to get fish these wires through all these long distances. And I, every one of them, I prayed and prayed and prayed until it popped out the other side, because it could take hours otherwise to get it through. And then there's a thank you when it comes out the other side. Or I'm fixing a computer, and Lord, help me to figure out what's wrong with this. Or um, uh, <clears throat> many different things. When I'm traveling, every time I travel, I pray before we start. Lord, give me a safe journey because you know the roads can be pretty dangerous nowadays maybe i should pray before i walk as well now <laughs> anyway uh, there are many many little things that we can uh, woven into our lives that we can pray for um so i want to uh, just bring up some challenges to this so one of the challenges to this is being aware of god's presence because if we're not the more we are aware of God's presence, the easier it is to do this. If we know that God is with us and God's hearing us, it makes it easy to engage with him in this way. And the last one, we're going to be talking about this awareness of his presence. Um, so a human parallel to this would be, um, you know, I'm, I'm at work and Anne calls me and she might say, I thought it would cheer you up to know that package you were waiting for was delivered. No, it's just some little thing that's come out of the day. Or she might call me to say, how do I log into this stupid computer? Or, or, or look at the sunset. Isn't this amazing? Something like that, where in human interactions, you just you talk just because you see something. You say, oh, isn't this cool? Look at that. That's amazing. Or we've got a wonderful um, collection of birds that visit us in our backyard. And so we might we might call our, each other's attention. Oh, look at that bird over there. Come and see that. And so it's that part of having a relationship with somebody where you're talking to them about what's happening immediately out of that. Not massive, urgent things, but just because you have a relationship with that person. So just to go back then, the first of these things that we were talking about was was um, regular times of prayer where every day, um, maybe once a day, you have a time where you go through thanking God, praising him, worshipping him, bringing requests to him uh, as part of your relationship. And the second one, where there's something that's really, really desperately you need to pray about, and you've got to bring it to him. The third one is just little things that happen during the day, and they're not at the level of number two, but they are part of what it means to be living your life. Uh, the third, the fourth one then I want to talk about is a background conversation with God that's where you're always conscious of his presence. And so you've got this conversation and it's not, it's not, um, really so much even prayer, um, in terms of requesting, but it's just uh, being aware that he's there. And, um, 
When Jesus was about to raise Lazarus from the dead, we see an insight into this conversation with him in John 11. So they took away the stone. Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you that you've listened to me. I knew, I knew that you always listened to me, but I said this for the sake of the crowd standing around me so they may believe that you sent me. So he's not asking God for anything. He's just having a conversation, thanking God. I thank you that when I call Lazarus out of the grave right now, that you, I know you're going to raise him from the dead. And you can imagine that Jesus would, as he's walking, as he's traveling, he's constantly having this conversation with God. And quite often when I'm walking somewhere, um, I will either um, just decide to spend the time just talking to God, or I might have a specific thing. I'm going to say, I've got a 15-minute walk now. I'm concerned about this situation in such and such a person's life. I'm going to spend this time walking focused on that particular thing and, and, uh, make, and devoted to that time. So what I'd like to do now is to do a little exercise and put this into practice. And what I'm going to do is give everybody a three-by-five card, and I want you to write three things on that card that you would like God to do for you. And um, nobody's going to see this card. I'm not going to laminate it afterwards or anything like that. It's, you can stick it in your pocket. You can put it in the garbage. You can do anything you want. You can keep it. But I want to, if you could hand them out now and get maybe... <clears throat> Yeah. Does anyone not have a pen? So what I'd like us to do is to do all four kinds of prayer right now. And the first thing we're going to do is, this is very unusual for this church, but we're going to read the Lord's Prayer together. Okay? We're going to read it together, except when we get to, um, to, uh, the, the prayer for daily bread, I'm going to substitute that. We'll pause for a minute. I'm going to substitute that with some of the things that you mentioned as needs. And then um, what I'm going to do is, what we're going to do is, you've got your three things you want God to answer most here. And I'm assuming these are kind of more at the kind of high, very, very kind of category two level. These are really things you need from God. And so I'm going to get you just to we'll spend 30 seconds just quietly, and you can all pray for those things. And And then for number three, part of life, very shortly we're going to give thanks for the food. And that will cover number three. And number four is uh, is living uh, our lives in the presence of God, which we're going to practice the rest of the day in the coming week. But let's read the, 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 the Lord's Prayer uh, together now. And this is um, it's very short, as you'll see. We're going to start um, here. <clears throat> okay, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and give us jobs when we need it and heal the people here that need healing and the people that need a place to live. May they find somewhere and salvation for the people that we know that we're praying for. Uh, And forgive us our debts, our sins, as we forgive ourselves, have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever. Amen. Now I want you to take your cards. Have 30 seconds um, just to pray for what's on your cards.
Well, you can continue to pray later if you like, but um, what I think I would encourage you to do is to keep a record of the prayers that God answered. Um, so I, I um, have a list of things I pray, and each year I have a list of things I pray for. And um, for that, they're kind of a, a year's prayer. And I like to keep a record of what things God has answered during that year or subsequent years because that's so encouraging and we can forget that so easily. So then just to remind us of the last things I have, uh, our list of things to put, we've just prayed through the Lord's Prayer and we added those things to it. And this is our regular daily time spent with God. The three prayers that you've written down, that's category two. Those are like the, the, the focused things you need from God. <clears throat> Number three, this is when we pray uh, uh, things that naturally come out of life. They're just part of our life, part of the day. They're not particularly dramatically focused things, but they're just woven into our life. And the fourth thing is practicing being conscious of God's presence. For the rest, I've said the evening, but I'm going to include the, the morning and the afternoon there. And uh, just try and do that and be aware that God is with you and uh, that he's there and you can like subconsciously or quietly say things to him. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pray. So you've got... Yeah, that come up and say it. Okay. Okay. You can write on the board. Yes, absolutely. Oh, this pencil. A scout building for pencil. Okay. While she's doing, maybe the worship team could come up and. Uh, So let's just pray, shall we? Thank you, Father, that we have a relationship with you, that you love us as dear children, and that you delight in us bringing our requests because they are a a sign of our dependence on you and our recognition of your love for us. And so, Lord, we pray that during this coming week, you will strengthen and deepen the prayer lives of each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen.